0: and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello all right so we have been negligent i think
0: negligent about what jesse
1: well we promised you guys we would be talking about clinical stuff check oh
0: yeah check
1: business stuff check and life stuff
0: not uncheck.
1: yeah not so (laughs) great right so we wanted to rectify that. This is episode 40. So really appreciate you guys who have been listening all the way through. If you haven't, feel free to go back to the beginning and just blow through them all at uh, coronavirus time.
0: I can't believe this is episode 40. This is so cool. It's
1: going to be interesting to see how some of our episodes date, because I know we some of them were coronavirus updates. It's going to be interesting to go back to some of those and see what we were thinking in March and April and how naive and stupid we were. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right. But one of the things we wanted to talk about today is this idea of work-life balance. And this was something that we've heard a lot of questions about from you guys. Nicole just got one this week. You want to tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, and I forget who it was. Not that I would say the name of the person, but it was somebody that was pondering opening their own clinic and asked me in so many words, right, how do you guys do it? How do you guys maintain work-life balance? while opening your own clinic. Oh, sweetie. Yes, oh, sweetie.
1: This is going to be a good one. then. So that's the genesis of this podcast, talking a little bit about that. And I think the first thing we have to ask, I think there's a lot of misconceptions that go into this, and this is a relatively new concept. It's a buzzword, and like a lot of buzzwords, we don't really define exactly what we are talking about when we're talking about this. So what do we actually mean by work-life balance. And I think the first thing to realize it's an unachievable ideal, right? I mean, does anybody actually have perfect work-life balance every day?
0: Well, I'm going to go off on a little bit here because what I think really is that, and this is going to be dating myself a little bit, but I feel like I didn't grow up talking about work-life balance and I don't know what sort of transition trajectory changed Well, the this... phrase
1: wasn't even invented until the mid 80s and then didn't 80s, really take really? Off until the 2000s This is
0: so nerdy when did yeah. you find that out
1: i was reading a book called the one thing which is a fantastic book and they had a whole chapter about this but in basically decades from you know the 18 or 1985 to you know another decade after it's being mentioned more times and more articles in one year than it used to be in fifteen or twenty years prior. So oh, well, it's obviously sense. growing as a term exponentially. But it makes sense. With I wasn't even born when the term was. I mean, you were like a toddler running around, but I was still in utero at the point where that was born.
0: <laughs> I know everybody. Do you guys know that Jesse's like kind of a lot younger than me? Do you guys know that? I don't know.
1: If not, I just want to make sure you guys know that I'm a lot younger than her.
0: <laughs> Anyways, but here's the deal right i think that and i'm gonna go ahead and say it and i'm a millennial too technically but people that are born basically after 1990 i would say tend to people that are graduating right now right in my opinion tend to value this ideal of work-life balance so much more every single one of my employees has said something about it and this is something that like never entered my vocabulary like ever. And so I do want to just bring up that if you are talking to people that are older than you about work-life balance, you do need to understand how triggering that is for people. And yeah, triggering, I'll say triggering. It's seriously, I don't care what good of a point you're making, because we'll talk about some pros of work-life balance where it doesn't, you know, work-life balance doesn't mean that you're like grinding every single minute. Or, or the absence of work-life balance doesn't mean you're grinding every single minute, which is what it gets a bad rap for, right? But I think that just know that it's a freaking nails on a chalkboard, that phrase. And in fact, you might as well be scratching it all the time as we go over this podcast right now.
1: It is, right? Because you feel like your ethos was was never, I mean, was that you put in those hours. And I feel like there is a balance to be struck, pun very much intended, between You know, the attitude that you just go in and you do what your boss tells you to do and you put in overtime and you don't complain and you don't do anything versus the feeling that you almost like you're not paying your dues. I think that's the thing that feels a little bit tough is that, you know, as a new grad coming out, like if you want to be great at what you do, you're going to have to put in some of your own time to I mean, like you did studying anatomy, doing all the stuff that you did. As a new grad, when you didn't really know what you were doing and you still had to help
0: people. Yeah, 100 percent. So that is something But we're going to go into how we can sort of reconcile this in our brains, too, as like the punchline to this podcast. But there is a certain amount of you are not going to get paid for every single little thing that you need to do to get your patients better at the beginning of your career. You're just not. And so. If you care about your patients and if you care about needing to some of the things I say, too, is like it's okay to say to somebody, I don't know the answer to something. But you sure as hell better go back and like look up the answer and figure it out and have a plan for next session. And sometimes, you know, your day at work doesn't allow for that. And so, yeah, you do need to like work your butt off a lot. But we're going to go into a little bit of how you can balance that out. It doesn't have to be such a grind all the time
1: right and i think that's something that is important to realize is that work-life balance is different for everybody and there's no one ideal i feel like we have this in like capitals in quotation marks this work-life balance there is no one ideal like nicole and i go on vacation and i love reading i'll sit down i'll read books for two or three days and all of a sudden i'm bored and i want to like get back to doing something and we'll start a new project or talk about the business or
0: yeah, we wrote the IC solution in in the pool in Cabo, like for us that you and people might be thinking like, Oh, that's so crazy, but
1: they don't have balance in their lives, but that might be where our balance line is. And that might be different from other people and that's completely fine. But I think we're in that stage too of of just recognizing that that's different for different people. And we're not going to necessarily judge that with what other people need. Totally. And then the other thing we want to talk a little bit about is are you really upset about your work-life balance or feeling like you're out of balance or are you resisting this almost this platonic ideal that you think you should have that you're not there is it that resistance that's really causing you problems or is it the actual balance in your life because i think some people have this idea of Oh, I am working really hard right now. I must then be out of balance. I must then be unhappy. And in reality, sometimes it's, it's more just the fact that you're comparing yourself to this ideal that is making you unhappy. Does that make any sense? I know Cole hates when I make this argument because she thinks it's kind of
0: (laughs) nonsense. I do, but I see what you're actually this time. I see what you're saying. I mean, I feel like I think the, the situation here is that just because you're in a time of working hard, working a lot, Doesn't mean there's not that length of time on the other, on the flip side, that's going to balance that out. Right. And I think sometimes we think that it has to balance, like reconcile too quickly sometimes. Right. So it's like, oh, well, if I'm working really hard on Monday, then shit, it's work life balance is off because Tuesday was also hard. And it's like, well, I mean, can we please have a little bit longer of a time span that we're actually looking at
1: Ooh, now you're getting into my nerdy side when we're saying like that's the problem with people in statistics and like the myth of small numbers right is if you look at a week yeah you might have a hell of a week but if we expand that out to three months where you're going on vacation for a week and a half of that and having some great time over the weekends and everything else all of a sudden you know your balance looks a lot better when you have a little bit of a larger perspective and it's not in the daily grind week to week and i think That's something that we really wanted to talk about because I think balance does have seasons, right? I mean, and to the person who asked you your question, if you're starting your business, you're not gonna feel like you've got work-life balance right out of the gate. Just like if you have a kid, you're not gonna feel like you've got work-life balance right after having a baby. Like there's just seasons for different things. And I feel like we don't need to give ourselves a little bit of permission and grace to go through those seasons. And say, yeah, this is a season where I'm working. Hey, maybe for you guys, coronavirus was like that, right? You can't see your friends. You're isolated from a lot of people. Maybe this is the time to put your nose to the grindstone. And I mean, this podcast was born out of that kind of thing, right? I don't know. I feel like we just, it doesn't have to always balance all the time. We can have these different seasons.
0: Totally. And I love the idea of taking a little bit broader look and not equating, working a lot with being out of balance, because I will talk about this quote that we love. And it is something that I wrote back to this person that was asking me about like a work life balance, starting your new clinic. And I said, well, the trick, right, is to Make sure that when you are starting your own business or you're doing whatever, you're PT, you go into pelvic health and you have to be doing a lot more research because you're the only pelvic health practitioner in your clinic and you can't really ask anybody else. you have to be doing a lot of stuff outside of work. But anything like that, if you're passionate about it, then it shouldn't necessarily feel like work. If it's something that you want to be doing, if the end goal is positive, then again, with that broader perspective, it might be okay to be, quote unquote, out of balance for a while. So I'm going to read you this quote, which says, a master in the art of living draws no sharp distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisure, his mind and his body, his education and his recreation. He hardly knows which is which. He simply pursues his vision of excellence through whatever he is doing and leaves others to determine whether he is working or playing to himself. He always appears to be doing both.
1: Ooh, I love that one to himself. He always appears to be doing both. And I think that brings up another great point. I think you touched on it. Exactly what you were saying, Nicole is I think there's a conflation of burnout and being unhappy at work with there being a lack of balance. And I think the reality is, and Nicole did an awesome huddle up on this in the pelvic PT huddle about burnout and all the things that lead to that and about how that's a lack of passion and a lack of seeing the results of your work and a lot of different stuff. But the bottom line is, is if you're unhappy at work, no amount of balance is going to make that okay, right? If you hate being at work, then being at work for five hours a day sucks. Being at work for two hours a day sucks. Thinking about going into work sucks. And if you're in that situation, then you either need to change your situation or change the mindset around it but we can't blame that on work life balance sometimes work just sucks
0: yeah and sometimes being a business owner just sucks there are times when i've been like oh mg this time needs to stop like can we please catch a break like there have been for sure times like that recently
1: times like that times like that are called 2020 by
0: the way <laughs> yeah right? the
1: entire goddamn year yeah but, but- Yeah, but I I think, you know, if you're unhappy with where you're working, of course, you're going to feel out of balance, but it's not really the balance that's the problem. It's the place that you're working. And then you need to decide. And we've talked about this in a few other episodes about, you know, is that something that you can fix at your current place? Do you need to find a new place to work? Do you need to work for yourself?
0: Do you need to have a tough conversation with the boss? What do you need to do? Do you just need to have a freaking attitude adjustment because something else is going wrong with your life? And you are conflating that with work. Like there's a lot of times when I feel like we're unhappy personally and we are conflating that with, oh, my job sucks.
1: Oh, that's an interesting point, too. Right. It does work both ways. I hadn't thought of it that way, but it really does. When things aren't going well in your personal life and all of a sudden you're unhappier at work and feeling like, oh, I just if I only had more time to exercise, to do all the things I know I want to be doing at home, then. Maybe everything would be better, but in reality this is that's the side of your life that's not going well at this point.
0: Totally, and that's the side that can be out of balance. It's not that you're working too much. It's that your life sucks, <laughs> right, or something just happened that's really sucky that you have to just, like, weather the storm, This is an
1: uplifting podcast for you guys. It might not be work-life balance. Your life just might suck. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to go on our Instagram quote board But
0: seriously, I mean, your attitude has a lot to do with this type of stuff. And I feel like we need to be real about that.
1: No, I agree completely. And that's really interesting to think about that as the other direction is it's not always, I feel like work-life balance, no one ever is saying, oh, you know what the problem is, is that I have too much time for my leisure and my family and everything else. Right. But in reality, that's kind of I mean, if we're talking about balance, that means striking a balance in the middle. And some, you know, sometimes that might be working harder than you necessarily want to or spending more time at home than you necessarily want to, depending on what's going on in both of those places. And I think that brings us to another point that we wanted to touch on here. But I think there is a real challenge with the way we now interact with technology, with the way our phones are glued to our hands, looking at you, Nicole but throwing some shade. Ooh, that's right feeling feisty tonight but i think there's a challenge to continue to work when we're working and have distraction-free work environments and then a challenge to play or relax when we're playing and relaxing and because we're so constantly in contact i think it's a real challenge of I mean, I feel this too. I'm not throwing Nicole straight under the bus here, but (laughs) just a little bit, just a little bit, but it's so hard, right? When we're we're multitasking all the time, right? We're at work, but then all of a sudden your phone dings and you see somebody you like is on Instagram live and you want to go check that you guys in between patients. It's super tempting to go and like see something cool on your phone, social media, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're conflating this like work and play while you're at work and it's taking away from your focus. It's taking away from your efficiency at work. And then the exact same thing is happening when you come home and it's time to relax and you want to kick back and all of a sudden your phone dings and it's a patient who's emailing you. It's something for work. It's a scheduling thing, a problem for tomorrow. If you're your own business owner, this is happening all the time. And I'm insanely guilty of this because our clinic phone rings to my cell phone at any hour, all the time. I want to see what's coming through, right? But if that's in the middle of a time where Nicole and I are hanging out or relaxing or trying to decompress away from work, then that's a real challenge. And so I think a lot of our trouble with work-life balance comes from not ever truly separating those two. So we're at work, but we're, we're seeing pictures of family or we're texting back and forth and we come home and we're supposed to be having fun and relaxing and enjoying and then all of a sudden, work is intruding on that, and so there is no separation. There can be no balance if both of them are bleeding into each other all the time.
0: Right. Well, and then that goes just to also say like we don't pay attention to the times when we are decompressing. Let's say, give your your example in the middle of those patients. It's not like we're like, oh, this is so awesome. I was able to text back and forth to my Mom and and I can hang out with my family on, you know, a quick FaceTime call in between patients. We're not saying like, oh, good. I had a really good balanced day today. It still feels at work like it's super like, oh, I'm frazzled. I didn't get my documentation done. Right. We're not thankful for those little times in there. Too. Yeah. It doesn't
1: really actually increase it's like we always your default happiness to the
0: negative. almost. Yeah.
1: Right. Where you're not looking at your phone app that tracks how long you were on stuff and be like, oh, cool. I got to have 30 minutes on Instagram with my friends today. Yeah. I think that's another challenge of just the world that we live in, that work bleeding into fun and fun bleeding into work and trying to do all of these different things. Task switching all the time, taking up all that mental energy. And of course, at the end of the day, you feel a little bit tired, burned out. You know, you've been flipping back and forth between those two different things all day. So I think, I don't know if we have a big overarching point here. I think one of the things that we... That quote
0: is the biggest point.
1: That is, where you're working your play. And that should be something, especially if you guys are thinking about or doing your own business, That's huge, but there is going to be a time when you are out of balance and when you have to pay your dues, whether you're a new grad working at a place and getting everything figured out, or especially if you're deciding to start your own business, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to require, this is an old, old joke, but you know, the whole thing about starting your own business and being your own boss is that you get to choose your own hours, any 17 hours a day, six days a week, you get to pick. But that's there's a lot of truth in that, especially when you're first starting off and everything is new and you're building stuff. And there's just some level of acceptance, I think, of of that's going to be what it requires for a little bit from you.
0: Totally. And there's a guy that I really love to listen to. His name is Peter Crone. You guys should check him
1: out. You really he's love also, to look at him.
0: He's also quite handsome.
1: Nicole checks uh, him out in more than one way.
0: <laughs> but he said some really profound things about the emotion is not necessarily the problem, right? Working hard, all of that stuff is not the problem. It's that you don't want to be doing that. there's problem. It's the resistance to the emotion that really is the issue. And that's really where I think that work-life balance, quote unquote, really gets bastardized is that we're really talking about, you know, those types of things where it's not a one-to-one ratio for every minute that we work, we have to play in order to have work, quote unquote, work-life balance. We have to accept what we're, what each of the stages are and not have resistance to either of those things.
1: Yeah, I really like that. And I think that there is a lot of that. There's also, as you're doing your own thing, or even as you're working for somebody else, there is some fun and enjoyment to be taken in the variation, the natural rhythm of the day too, right? Where you're doing patient stuff here, you're doing research stuff here, maybe you're making a handout. You're, you, there's a lot of different things that you can add variety into your day. And again, that goes back to you know just making work interesting and meaningful and valuable.
0: Well, this is why I don't even understand how you can be a physical therapist. And for sure, how, how in the world can you be a pelvic PT and have the job, like the actual day-to-day, you have a patient sitting in front of you There's a different personality, a different symptom presentation, a different body, a different body style, a different learning style, a different all of the things. And like, I don't understand how that can be. Everyone, everyone talks about it being a grind. Oh, the day was like so terrible, such a grind. It's like we have like the most variable job ever. So if we can't be happy in that. Then you need to look at your personal situation and figure out what about that? Why can't you be happy in that amount of variability, amount of like amazing, like our, the anatomy is so crazy and so awesome and our biomechanics and all that kind of stuff is like so cool. The reason why we got into PT in the first place and like getting to work with all those different types of people, I feel like so often we're like, and I, and I get it in an ortho male, right? It can be a big problem. But if you're seeing patients for like, I don't know, even 30 minutes to 45 minutes and we get to see patients for an hour. It's not that many people that we have to like work on. And that's the variability in that is amazing. So it's like if you are having a problem with thinking that that is a grind, then we need to have a conversation about really what you want to be doing with your life.
1: That's going to be a whole nother podcast. I've never heard you talk about that like that. So that's oh really, yeah.
0: Oh, I feel like I think that a lot.
1: Yeah. I think that's going to be a cool thing for us to explore and that difference of mindset shift around that. And it may be a future episode, but I hope that was enough to like what your guys' appetite on exactly what, I don't know how we can just make this, let go of some of the resistance or let go, like stop beating ourselves up over not having the right work-life balance. I think to me, that's a big takeaway is you don't have to feel bad about being out of balance for a certain time. No one is ever in balance. This whole is an unattainable ideal. There's no such thing as a perfect ideal day, although we should all be working toward that. I like that idea. But at the end of the day, there's going to be seasons to this. And we just have to give ourselves permission to go through some of those on both sides of the work-life balance and be as happy as we can with everything else and and pay our dues when we have to, because there's going to be some dues to pay. We don't just get everything handed to us. Yeah. So I hope this has been a great episode. This has been a one that we've been kind of excited to talk about for a while. and, And thank you for those of you who wrote to us about this question and kind of inspired this. It was something that was kind of fun for us to go back and forth and talk on. I hope you guys can see that Nicole and I, don't necessarily always agree on this stuff, but I hope that our different perspectives sometimes are beneficial to you guys and you can just see, you know, both sides and hopefully at least one of them resonates with you.
0: Yeah, hopefully. And then I'm going to read this quote one more time because we freaking love it. This is actually, remember when you wrote this on that picture you took in Kenya?
1: Yeah, there was a light coming down from the sky over the It was like the prototypical like African like landscape picture where it's like one single acacia tree. Rolling grasslands, one like light beam hitting the tree, and then we put this quote on it because I, that, it I thought it was like in, so.
0: In my bedroom for a long time because I feel like, didn't you give that to me as a present or something?
1: Probably that and a printer.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys. One time Jesse gave me a Christmas present.
1: Our first Christmas together. Our
0: first Christmas. He gave me a freaking printer.
1: Guys, she used it for seven years. It was a brother. It was great. It had like full ink things too. I mean, I don't. it was probably the best gift either of us have ever given each oh other. Oh my
0: gosh. And it then does. only
1: two years later, her family starts laughing about it. I don't even understand why. And I, it was like a running Vasquez family joke that I gave her this printer. And to me, it was like the greatest gift. She was complaining about her, how bad her current printer was.
0: This is seriously... In terms I'm of quality joking. of
1: life, that was like the greatest gift. <laughs> Work-life
0: balance is great when he gave me that printer. Right. OMG. Oh, you guys, if that... You guys have got to like write me or something to be like, this is, that was so ridiculous. I'm so sorry. That oh you no, that. hold on
1: that. I would love <laughs> to, for all of you out there, please write us with the worst Ooh. present that you've gotten from a significant other.
0: Worst present.
1: And there's going to be something out there that's worse than a printer. I, I <laughs> That's your master plan. You please, to Please, please. I know. Be excited about
0: it. Oh geez. Okay. You guys, but I'm going to leave you with this quote. A master in the art of living draws no sharp distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisure, his mind and his body, his education and his recreation. He hardly knows which is which. He simply pursues his vision of excellence through whatever he is doing and leaves others to determine whether he is working or playing. To himself, he always appears to be doing both.
1: Gosh, I love that. It always appears to be doing well. So, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's keep this conversation going.
0: Let's continue to rise.